Hello and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and today we're going to talk about leptospirosis and the integrated approach to treat this disease. And the reason this disease is in my mind right now, it's on my mind lately because of uh, Hurricane Ian came through Florida, caused a lot of flooding in multiple states, um, a lot of flooding, and the flooding it brings a lot of diseases. And one of those diseases that persist in the bodies of water is leptospirosis. It's a bacteria. And so, of course, um, when I assess for vaccination, that luckily there's a vaccine for it. And when I assess if your pet needs that vaccination, we always ask about lifestyle. Because to me, vaccination is, is a risk m- mitigation. And so if you have low risk, then there's no need to take uh, certain actions. Some core vaccines are great to have, especially rabies, because it's a public uh, health hazard. And obviously there's no cure for it in humans or animals, and we can get it. So obviously that's a a core vaccine. But all the other vaccines, I, I do a risk analysis on your pet to see what I can recommend, core or uh, extra vaccines like leptospirosis, which is one of those that we ask, is your pet going to be outdoor? Are you uh, boating with your pet or traveling in an RV? Or are you um, dog park regular? Um, Those things uh, uh, we ask. And of course, uh, we try to mitigate by doing the puppy vaccines at least, and then, you know, boost Uh, you know, as needed. But a lot of pets are not vaccinated for leptospirosis. And then we see these events where there's a lot of flooding and there's an uptick on disease uh, of that kind. So Giardia is another um, parasite that kind of rises whenever there is flooding or in the rainy season. But leptospirosis has been on my mind because we've seen some cases and um, I just wanted to, for the pet lovers that are listening to, uh, we do have a lot of veterinarians that listen to it, so just sit tight. I know it's kind of reviewing, but for the pet lovers that listen to us, um, I just wanted to let you know um, what it is. So again, it's a bacteria. It's in soil and water, but persists in bodies of water. There are multiple strains, and most vaccines cover one or two or more uh, strains. It is sonotic, which means we can get it. Um, In people, the signs of leptospirosis uh, are varied, and they're mostly like flu symptoms. But it could, in some cases of people that have an immune-compromised system, it could cause kidney disease, like acute kidney failure or acute liver failure. And it is the same thing in dogs. Uh, Usually, if we see an acute onset of a liver failure, uh, enzymes are super elevated, Uh, dog could be jaundiced, fever, uh, lethargic. All of a sudden, we can uh, definitely use that as one of our uh, working diagnoses. Okay, well, let's just rule out leptospirosis. The, The lucky thing is we have a test. Uh, that you can do in your hospital and it's easy to immediately know if it's um, 
leptospirosis. And the other saving grace is that it's usually when you know what it is, it responds pretty good to antibiotics. And so that's great because, um, again, is a, is a good thing. We can treat it. it. It's something that if you diagnose it, you can treat it. And, of course, the dogs that's at risk are those that are exposed to ponds and, and rivers and streams. And, of course, Winter Haven, a beautiful town, is full of lakes, 144 lakes. And so, of course, there's a lot of uh, boating life here. And a lot of dogs are always, uh, you know, swimming and jumping off the dock and doing lots of things in the water. And so that's one of the concerns that we have. I've never seen a cat have leptospirosis, and I actually looked it up, and I said, I guess they can get it, but it's extremely rare. Never seen one, so I didn't know that if they could have it. Um, I have seen uh, cases where the leptospirosis is a little bit unusual, and it comes in form of pneumonia. And so those are the um, iffy cases. Um, we have an outbreak now of influenza as well. We're going to talk about it in the next episode. But I really worried about uh, those pets that have like really small urine, that have a high fever, very little urine production, um, maybe red tinge urine or red tinge uh, uh, stool, because uh, that could be definitely multiple conditions could cause that, but that could be a sign of leptospirosis. And again, the, the good news is the vaccination can prevent it. And so is if your pet is diagnosed, hygiene, basic hygiene, just keeping your you know, hands clean, um, trying to minimize contact with the body fluids of your pet, and just trying to uh, administer the antibiotics as well as you can. Now, what about the integrative approach? So when you think about a leptospirosis or bacteria, um, the Chinese uh, think about them as damp heat. So it's a different term. It's a pathogen. It's an external uh, pathogen, something that came out of the body and invaded. And it went past the first level, you know, the most superficial level, your Wei Qi. And so... We need to uh, boost your Wei Qi. Uh, so in, in a case of an outbreak of leptospirosis, we can use Wei Qi Booster, which is an herbal that is produced by Jingtang, to prevent or to even treat uh, like post-diagnosis uh, of uh, the leptospirosis in addition with the antibiotics and whatever else we're doing. I tend to use blood heat formula because to me, when you have a fever, that means that the pathogen, the external um, thing that came out of the body and conquered it, yet has passed multiple levels and it's at the level probably of the blood. So that's a like uh, we have uh, layers just like an onion of our immune system. And so multiple layers have to be um, conquer or gone through to arrive to the level of the blood. And when it's the level of the blood, you have generalized disease and the prognosis is, is guarded. It's, it's more critical. And so these are the pets that, especially in my case, uh, that I've seen that develop pneumonia with uh, leptospirosis or that develop both acute kidney and liver failure. You just have two main organs that are shutting down because this is at the level of the blood. So blood heat formula has 
gotten me out of multiple pickles with these situations. And so I know there's multiple uh, formulas that people use that are great, Simeosan and other things that um, herbalists prefer. But to me, blood heat formula is a multi-purpose formula that can really help. But when it comes to uh, the pet is so sick, you cannot administer medication, you can always count on acupuncture to save the day. And so acupuncture for me, I use all the immune uh, stimulant points, uh, GV14 especially, because that SUI or GV14 is a point that reduces the fever but also stimulates uh, the white blood cells to do their job. And so GB14 is great. It releases mesenchymal cells, uh, stem cells, so it also repairs. It's a great point, an influential point for immune system. I also like to do large intestine 11, large intestine 11 and stomach 36 placed diagonally. So if I use the left uh, large intestine 11, then I will use the stomach 36 of the right side. And then, of course, I fill in the blanks uh, with good points uh, for um, yin. So my yang in the front would be, let's say, uh, large intestine 11. Then my yin would be something like lung um, 9. If, you ha- if I have a fever, I want to influence blood vessels and the blood. And so lung 9 is great. It's influential for, for those blood vessels. Um, if I think that I have more of a deficient issue um, with the blood, then I would do lung seven. But I think because it's confluent with the conception vessel, which gives me all the yin energy of the body. But I feel like in these cases of damp heat, the toxins that uh, are made out of heat, heat toxins, um, these uh, respond much better to cooling herbs and to cooling points and to immune influential points. So after I do large intestine 11, I do lung 9, and I do um, stomach 36, I would finish in the last one uh, either um, using a spleen point, like spleen 2, um, just to get some heat out of that blood. I could drain the channel by bleeding the point spleen 1, um, we could also use all the other points, um, definitely, um, that we can use other yin points like kidney um, two or liver two, and they all would be probably good options. But I tend to stick to the spleen meridian because that's related to the blood, and we're dealing with a blood um, level pathogen. So when we do the herbs, when we do the acupuncture, when we um, treat with antibiotics that are appropriate for leptospirosis, we see a recovery within a couple of days. The dogs do much better. And then um, when we recheck blood work, usually two weeks later, the liver and the kidneys have gone back to um, the normal. And in cases of the pneumonia that we've seen, um, it takes about 48 hours to turn around and then um, they start recovering. So I think that definitely is treatable that if we don't find about it, if you um, sleep on it, like, oh, well, the dog's not doing good. It's not eating for two days. Let me just wait two more days. If you do that, then your risk 
um, these organs shutting down and the cascade of inflammation, the cascade of necrosis, of, of death of some cells and some uh, systems is going to be worse. So um, anytime, doesn't have to be just in, anytime it's rainy season, anytime that you go to an event where it causes a lot of flooding, leptospirosis should be one of your little concerns in the back of your mind and just be aware i feel like when you're aware of something then you're more prepared so i hope you learned something today and that is useful and if it is please share it with your friends hit the subscribe button there and the bell and we'll just get all the notifications and until the next episode take care and remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com. Osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.